0: welcome to this new episode this one's titled always something there to remind me and for me being a teenager in the 1980s there's a lot of lessons from the past there that i i'm just gonna dig up and reminisce and share with you guys and gals um because a lot of you figured would be uh you know quite uh, stoked up to uh, listen to not just the 80s music but maybe just you know get some lessons as well from my side of it (laughs) some of it's quirky some it's funny Uh, some of it can be sounded tragic but not really but hey I just want to lighten it up a bit but there's a lot of serious life lessons that I learned uh, you know in that uh, decade so tune in and uh, let's have a blast Wow That was one of my favorite songs, pretty much one of my favorites in the 80s and pretty much all time. I Melt With You, Modern English. Well, let's dive right in. Iron Eagle Mike, I'm back, and I'm talking about reminiscing about life, life lessons, aligning the divine feminine and divine masculine energies. So you probably thought it was just about, uh, you know, like going down memory lane Well, it is sort of like going down memory lane, but it's really also about healing. Now, healing in the terms of uh, emotions, healing in terms of, uh, you know, mistakes, trauma, you name it. It's hard for us to not look back, and sometimes we have regrets, sometimes we wish we could rewind the past and do things all over again and for me um you know when i talk about healing it's i mean i'm really going to go deep dive deep into this with you you know with you guys and gals here tonight um because it's very important that especially during these times where we see a lot of stuff going on in this world because of technology and you know we're just seeing things happen 24 7 now, mind you, a lot of stuff was going on back in the day as well, but we just didn't know it immediately. So now we're bombarded with stuff. And when I talk about healing, I'm talking about my, from a personal perspective for me, you know, healing the divine masculine and divine feminine. For those of you who are unfamiliar with these terms, stick with me. So I'll be talking more about that. I you know, I've met uh you know an amazing, you know, coach and healer. And, uh, you know, a dear friend of mine, you know, her name, name is uh, Radha of Goddess Code Academy. And, you know, I've been taking her courses. I've been, um, you know, I've been trained with her modality. She's been, you know, her modality, Goddess Activations, has really done an, an amazing transformation in my life, in mind, body, and spirit. And I just wanted to share with you. Uh, this particular one on this course that, uh, you know, we just started with her called Healing the Divine Masculine. Uh, and when I talk about healing the divine masculine, I'm going to talk about, you know, like for, for us, it's about, you know, like for when we hear masculine, we hear about manhood. We hear about, you know, about about men being men, you know, boys being boys, about about that, you know, like just being a man in this world and for the longest time for hundreds you know thousands of years we've been living under what we call a patriarchal society where power and strength are defined by you know by the patriarchy or being a male so for me it was tough because we do have both energies you know male and female we both have those hormones in as much as anyone would like to deny it, it is an inescapable truth in fact, that we do have that. For men, we do have estrogen. For men, we have testosterone. We do have estrogen. It plays a, you know, a role in our bodies as well. You guys may think that because if, if they're all just masculine energy, you know, we'd all be dead, really, um, because just just the, the that type of hor- you know hormone, that type of energy is just so, like, when left on its own, without a check and balance. Of the feminine we'd be killing each other <laughs> from day one so thank god and goddess for the feminine balance of our lives but for me it was difficult i don't know about you guys but you know growing up was you know especially you know, like entering my teenage years back then was not a You know, not an easy time, primarily because like, you know, when you go through puberty, when you go through, you know, the changes in your hormones and your individuality starts to assert itself and you start losing that childhood innocence that you have. And of course, you know, you have that father figure, you know, like for my dad, you know, my dad was always traveling, uh, you know, growing, you know, when I was growing up, I mean, we were always traveling, moving, you know, uh, different places, living in different cities. I was moving to different schools. Uh, but such is such is life, you know. My uh, my dad was was my idol. My dad was someone that I wanted to be like. So I kind of lost my my own sense of being me uh, when I was growing up. And you know, just for a backdrop of history. You know, my dad in the Philippines, you know, I grew up in the Philippines, born and raised in the Philippines. My dad uh, was a uh, basketball legend in, you know, back in his time in the 1950s uh, with Ateneo de Manila University, a Jesuit University, much like Georgetown University here, Boston College, Santa Clara, University of San Francisco, Loyola, you name it. So my dad uh, was my idol. Uh, he you know he was a scholar he was uh, he's, he's in the Ateneo Sports Hall of Fame so in the Philippines back then basketball even up to now it is actually the biggest most popular sport in the Philippines to have a dad that you know is like that um, was a lot of you know I for me it was a, a lot to choose like a big shoe of you know the shoes to to, to fill and I lost my identity. I wanted to be like him. I wanted to be a basketball player like him. I wanted to follow in his footsteps, being being a, a and, and do not just not just as a basketball player, but also emulate him in everything he did. Uh, some maybe you guys and gals can relate to that—that that you follow, you know, a father figure that you revere, and in the process, you lose yourself. So for me, I. I lost that and because I wanted to be so much like him so I immersed myself in basketball I did play a lot of sports you know like baseball swimming tennis golf uh, you name it I mean you know football everything but basketball was something that I I wanted to really really be good at and to make it uh, difficult you know like when when you're growing up and you have to live up to that, that legend, you, you know, like for me, it was, it was, uh, it was like, that's everything I heard, you know, from, from, you know, my uncles and aunts, uh, you know, the friends of my parents, you know, and his co-workers, his boss. And it's like, you know, question was like, you know, hey, are you going to follow in your dad's footsteps? Are you going to go to Ateneo? Are you going to do this and that? And it was really like, confusing. And I had to heal from that. I had to, you know, like I really had to learn to discover myself and say I had to be my own self. And it, and it happened. What happened was I, I went to college, you know, high school. The growing up was hard in the sense that, uh, you know, I didn't, you know, shoot up as tall as my dad. I, I didn't, I wasn't as good as he was, let's put it that way, but I was good enough to make it to, you know, the final cut, but I ended up being a baseball player of all things at that time. And, and, you know, the hurtful things, uh, was that, you know, hearing hearing from my, my, especially from my mom at that time, thinking that I joined the team, the baseball team so um just as, as i don't know it's when i remember that past it was more like like they she felt like it was more like uh just trying to be like fit into something that i wasn't and they you know it's like you, you didn't play baseball much how can you be on the baseball team it's like it, it was hurtful you know because it it was doubting my abilities and my capabilities and i had to you know heal from that one thing to you know like with my dad you know he's a very quiet guy you know very quiet guy but you know he's very uh, you know he was very strict but also at times you know gentle but growing up it was i really didn't get to know him like the way i wanted to get to know him as a dad, meaning that, um, you know, he tried his best to, you know, every Sunday, I remember we would always, you know, that would be our church day, you know, when he, whenever he was in town, you know, go to, you know, to church, go to, you know, go out to, you know, uh, have a bite to eat, then go watch a movie. But then as we, you know, as we got older and I got older, you know, got into high school, then he, he was you know, traveling a lot more, um, weekends, pretty much like, you know, we'd be, uh, you know, he'd be playing golf and then I'd be doing my own thing. And I, and I really didn't get a chance to really talk to him and, and, and learn. When I say, you know, when I'm talking about healing and, and there was a, I really got to know my dad more only in the last, I don't think I'd say in the last five years, five, six years. Because between the nineteen eighties to the late nineties, um, you know, especially when we moved to you know to Canada and and you know there was a big adjustment for the whole family, including my parents, didn't get to really talk about you know like I, like what I wanted to ex- you know convey feelings because growing up as a guy, you're not supposed to express your feelings. That was that was the thing. Even as a kid growing up, it was like. Mike, you're not supposed to cry. The boys don't cry. Guys don't cry. So, the false image of strength was that you're supposed to be quiet, that you're supposed to not feel anything. Really, you've got to bottle it up. you got to just suck it up. And I was just wondering, like, when I got all these emotions, and I'm like, no, you can't be emotional. Oh, I mean, there's a balance between emotional and then like, you know, if you, if a man cried or a boy cried, if I cried, uh, you know, like name labels, like, you know, like, you know, in our language, it's like, you know, you're a crybaby. You're like, why are you freaking always crying? You know, you're weak. But I guarantee you guys, right? There are t- so many times. That we want to express our emotions, but we just can't, so we just keep it all in. We pride in, you know, we go inside of ourselves, and we put ourselves in a cage. And this healing process, this healing, this masculine that I went through with Rada over the last, you know, few years, and especially now in this particular course that I'm, program that I'm doing with her, is um, really also healing. My dad, my grandfather, because I mean I look at back at the history of my side of the family. I don't know about what you guys are, but when we were I I look back at all the men in my in my side of the family and even in my mom's family. It's like everyone was like stoic. Everyone was like just quiet, uh, you know, and and you bottled up the emotions and you're like, oh yeah, you know, like you're a man, is strong, you know, he's the strong, silent personality and, you know, he, you know, he's the one that, uh, you know, protects. But it stunts your growth emotionally. I didn't know who I really talked to when I was growing up, you know, like, you I know, mean, I, I, the only other people aside from, you know, my close friends growing up that i talked to would be, what, well, talked to a priest at the time because I was so immersed in the Catholic religion. Uh, and of course, you know, there was some good advice, but there was just the same. But the thing is, you know, like, same thing, you know, like it's the emotions. You're not supposed to to feel. You're supposed to just be there. there there's a stereotype that the man always had to be this particular way. And it's, and even coming here to North America, Canada, United States, I see the guys are just the same. All right. And there's so, that's why there's so many problems out there in the world because we guys can't handle. We don't know how to process emotion. We don't know how to process feelings. We don't know how to communicate properly, and understand how to deal with it. But it's important to balance the feminine energies, feminine hormones inside of us, and there is nothing wrong with 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 that. It's normal. That is no, the true norm. You know, the fake strength is when you keep it all in the bottle inside and you turn to other stuff. Right? I had friends that. I knew, you know, we're getting beat up by the dads because the dad was an alcoholic, and they would internalize it, and they would go out and become bullies. They would have drinking problems. They would have, you know, drug problems. You know, thankfully, I didn't go through that, but you know, seeing that in my world, you know, and where I grew up in, was, and I see it, you know, rampant in this world right now. Is that, you know, we men have a lot to heal from, you know, heal from, and and we're we're. We're turning a blind eye, or turning a deaf ear towards our own need to heal, to handle emotions, to 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 be at, in alignment. Pretty deep, huh? So you know, I guess you probably weren't expecting this, but in the eighties, like I had this path, you know, growing up that, you know, I had to follow this path, and and. And the emotions, you know, I had to to subjugate that. I had to to suppress that. You know, I wanted to have at that time. I wanted to, you know, I I was attracted to girls, but there's just a certain limit. Like, you know, my parents were very strict, especially more my mom. Uh, She's like, "You're not supposed to have a girlfriend." You know, you, you know, you have a girlfriend when you know after college. You know, like you have to focus on your studies. You have to. It's just like i was so getting so freaking confused so i didn't really know how to properly deal with having you know emotional relationships i had a lot of female friends and i just but i just didn't know how to handle like going the next step you know because i had guy you know guy friends that were you know having girlfriends and to me i was like it stunted my growth because like i had a lot of opportunities to have you know girl you know girlfriends and crushes and all that but there's just in the back of my head. It's like, no, no, you're not supposed to, 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 to entertain that. And, you know, I had to heal from that. I had to heal and accept that, you know, like this was stuff that I had grown up with and there, but I can't have any regrets. You know, I have to learn from that, you know, the lessons of, of the uh, repressed emotions. And it's only in the la- like I said, in the last five years that I learned it about my, you know, what my dad was healing from. He was repressing a lot of emotion from the Second World War because he was just like five, six, seven years old, you know, when uh, the World War II happened, you know. And he went through so much shit. I, I only heard about this when he started telling me these stories, you know, several years ago. You know, so he would tell me about friend that they were he here is my uncle you know his younger brother at that time would have to scrounge for uh and dig up roots so that they had would have something to eat this you know and then the japanese would would force him and all the other villagers to 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 run whenever the americans would bomb you know start bombing the island because they were at late at that time so he was seeing because either they ran or the japanese would shoot them so they ran and man, to hear my dad say, you know, t- you know tell me those stories where he's, he said that he saw friends blown apart by the bombs. The ones that didn't ra- run were either bayoneted or shot by the Japanese. Imagine that. You know, when you grow up, you know, like with that kind of stuff in your, in your head and your emotion, you don't know how to process it. And, you know, in and that, and that war, and then my you know my, my grandfather was was you know a very strict man as well. He saw a lot of sh- you know shit happen too in that war so so I had a deeper understanding a much deeper and a much more appreciative understanding of where my dad came from and why he wanted to provide the best for all of us and it was only then that i I understood that my dad had to go through a lot of healing. For him to start talking about that, you know, it must have been horror, you know, horrific, horrific to see death and destruction around you at such a young age. So a lot of post-traumatic stress. I can just imagine, you know, what my grandfather, you know, saw at that time as well. So I had a great, deeper you know, appreciation and understanding of why, what they had to go through to provide for their families, for me. And you're thankful that you didn't, you know, I'm thankful that I didn't grow up in that situation, that I lived a very comfortable life, that I lived, a life that my dad never, you know, that my, my dad provided as best as he could for me and for my siblings. Got to travel, we lived, you know, wore the best clothes. We, we, just nothing in comparison to what he had to go through. And I noticed too, uh, you know, in their later years, and I remember this from my grandfather too in the 90s when, when he visited me in, uh, in Toronto at that time. I noticed that he was much softer, like he was a lot of emotions that he was letting loose. And he was, you know, you chalk it up to old age, maybe, but it's not. It's really about the male wanting to heal, wanting to express the emotions. So going through the program with Radha, where Rumi was like, I would, when I was going through this meditation and and just visualizing, I was seeing in my mind all the horrific things that happened as if I was there so you want to, you know like my 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 dad you know I love him very much and I I see why it's like how do you process that you know like like when you see death and destruction and then of course you have this you know the cultural tradition as well being as a provider that you have to provide it, no matter what, and and it would be shameful. So it's be a shameful to not be able to provide, and shameful to as well to show emotion. So those are the things I had to heal from. But I couldn't heal that just using the masculine energy. We need the feminine energy to help balance that. And through the meditation, through through the, the breathing exercises, through just the guidance of Rana with that I, I was able to yeah've been it's been a constant practice to to help heal not just myself but my lineage and I look back too, on my you know at on my mom's side what my you know grandfather had to go through on his end I didn't get to know my my grandfather from my mom's side very much. He died when he was 10 years I was 10 years old. And he was already 90, 89, 88 he was, oh, 90, yeah, he was 90 years old. But what I remember of him was, um, you know, same thing, He he was firm but gentle. And he had this quietness and strength about him. You know, he had his teeth bashed in by the Japanese soldiers, uh, at that time, he was the only chiropractor in the Philippines. So, like, there's so much stuff that, uh, that our, I guess, our parents, our grandparents, and their, you know, our great-great-grandparents before that had to live through. So there's this healing, there's this trauma that we need to, you know, like having the balance of the divine feminine. Because a divine masculine is, you know, like there's, it's not about having this toxic uh, aggression. You know, it, it, a a true divine masculine is about, there's this gentleness, but firm. There's this inner strength. There's this, this, um, it's not like what we see right now where everything is solved through aggression and violence. You know, mind you, growing up, you know, my, I had to, you know, I ex, you know, experience getting paddled, getting whipped, and and I just took it as part of growing up. And same thing in, you know, as a boy growing up, and you grow up with the guys. It's like you get into fights, and you know. But I didn't want to. You know, I didn't like being bullied. It's a lot of stuff that I've had to to process, and now when I live through. You know, reminisce what I've gone through in that time, and especially in high school, when I first experienced, you know, like really major failures. You know, when I transferred from one school to another school, and I had to, I had to deal with uh, failing grades for the first time, and that was a no-no for for my parents. You know, like I was scared shitless. You know, like to 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 face that. You know, you learn you learn that failure is okay you learn from it but back then you know can you imagine how confusing it is that for one you're not allowed to fail and then when you do fail you're scared shitless of what's gonna happen to you and then when you when you're when you've already failed not only are you afraid and then but you wanna cry and you can't because you're you're told that you're being weak Of the confusion, uh, you know, that, you know, that had, you know, to all that. And then I had another major failure, you know, in college. You know, I had to leave college after my, you know, my fourth year because what happened was, you know, and you'll read it in my book, you know, in my book, I Am Enough Healing a Broken Body. I just had to heal myself by writing about it and sharing what really happened to me. So I found healing through writing about my experiences journaling it just like Radha told me it's it's very calming when you see the words that you write down and and you look back at it without any regrets because you can't change the past and when you hear the stories and understand more about you know your 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 parents, like your grand, you know, especially in the male side, make me have a deeper appreciation. And I think about it and I reflect on that every single day. That I need to, not I need, that I'm more in tune and comfortable. And I love being able to show my emotions, to tell people that I love them, to tell my loved ones that I love them. Because life is too short. So me as a man now it you know like the balance between the male and the female is it's about not being afraid of the feelings, not being afraid of the emotions and to go with the flow as well, not just the, going through life with just logic. It didn't work out it doesn't work out well if you just rely on logic if you just rely on... Testosterone and and aggression—that's this thing that we're, you know I'm seeing in this upheaval that's going on right now is like you know the men need healing. Men need healing as well. Women need healing as well because they also have these male—they've had to live an even tougher, tougher life. Really, when you look at it, because. Look at it, they, you know, they here in the United States, they've it, it's been less than 100 years since they had the right to vote. And in other cultures, even up to now, women are regarded as property. Women are regarded as below men. I mean, you see it in the churches. You know, there's still that that, that the hierarchy. But it's changing. Everything is changing. Everything has to be healed and you know, women have to survive in in this world where they have to take on the more aggressive side of, the, the toxic side of the masculinity, and then you merge that with, you know, you know, like they, with, with what's going on right now, and you can see why both male and female have to go through healing. And I'm so thankful that Radha showed me the path. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, but you know, in the 80s, what I learned about. What I learned from, and I healed from, and I reminisce about it was I had a lot of good, good, good things happen in my life, and just a few bad ones. But all in all, good and bad—that's life. That's experience. You have no regrets. You own it. You accept it. You move forward from it, and you learn from it. That's why, you know, I listen to the music from my time to, to remind me of both the good and the bad. Not with any regrets. What's your favorite music? For me, it was like the 80s, like that defined my generation. Some were one hit wonders, some were anthems for me. And I remember. So that you don't forget the past, but you learn from it and you appreciate it. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back, okay? And we will talk more about uh, realigning and balancing the Divine Feminine and Masculine. Talk to you soon. Welcome back. It's Iron Eagle Mike. It's part two. Always something there to remind me. And that last song, Never Ever, Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. Whew, lots of memories of that time. I can't believe that song is my at least 30 years old or more but uh, those were the days and when I look back at that and that was probably the time I had a biggest transition in my life at that point in my life so leaving the Philippines moving to Canada leaving all uh, all the friends behind everything that uh, you know the the life that I have Uh, to start something new in Canada but when you have a dream you just face you know just face forward look forward to it prepare for it and create the reality that you want to create at least I thought so because my programming and I will say programming at that time was basically okay finish college uh, or leave college and then set out into the world find a job make something of myself maybe get married buy a house have kids you know that that pattern and I got sucked into that and I, fo- I lost myself I really lost touch of who I really was because I wanted to prove something not just to myself but to my parents and to everybody else and being young and reckless at that time too and you get sucked into this you know. especially in, in, in North America I really got exposed to all the trappings of material stuff you know, stuff that you know, name brands you know, accumulating stuff keeping up with the Joneses and yet, I was still, you know, go to church every Sunday, be part of the whole routine, you know, as I called it. And I got lost. I got lost in that uh, matrix. So when I look at that, I, you know, experienced a lot of loss in between as well, a lot of gains. So between 1988 and 1998, you know, it's a decade of... Oh my gosh! Uh, tumult is uh, tumultuous is the word uh, unstable, uh, extreme highs and lows, losing a business, being betrayed by a part you know by a business partner, and having this empty feeling in my gut because at that time I felt that I just had to have, find somebody, get married. And I was going into relationships for all the wrong reasons, uh, because there was something empty. I thought it was empty inside of me, something that I had to project externally. And this is what I've learned about like you know like a, a toxic false you know masculine and uh, it creeps into your it creeps into your being. And I thought that I was making myself proud, making everybody proud and I was ch- chasing, I was chasing, fame, chasing, riches, chasing, power, status, and I was like a bull in a china shop. Reckless, reckless, carefree. That's what happens when you're young, behind you, I was 30. Uh, turning 30 and then really having to eat a lot of humble pie when life the universe hands to you at that time what I thought was the greatest loss meaning like you know my business partner betrayed me I, um, I had a lot of resentment like such violent resentment I, it was so toxic that yes okay yeah he stole a quarter of a million dollars but <laughs> it's a good thing my senses came to me is like you know if if I was that crazy sob that just fed the anger and let that led to hate that led to beyond that then you know I would be would be speaking to each other here right now or listening to me right now somehow I you know prevented myself universe was saying uh, yeah you, you gotta a temper but you gotta also realize that there's consequences to actions like is it worth it Is it worth it to go to jail because somebody stole something from you? Man, you know, I've never experienced anger that was so toxic like that, to the point where I wanted to just go beyond beating the crap out of him. But you know what? The universe also sent me a sign uh, inside of me, like my heart, my soul was it was not just the universe, but the Divine Feminine balancing it out and saying, okay, think it true. Is it worth it? What can we accomplish? What will you get out of it? Instant gratification? Is it worth it? So, I just decided to move forward. No matter how much it hurt, beyond... It, it, it hurt because... Okay, from a friendship standpoint because you've been betrayed by someone that you were really close to and then also hurting from a material standpoint because now I have, you know, I've lost everything that i built up at that time. Little did I know I was going to have to go through that cycle again. But that cycle of gain and loss, uh, you, you always learn something new from that. And, the you know, part of the healing process that I had was uh, anger. Is good to a certain point, but you cannot let anger be the dominant It's part of being human. And having the divine feminine energies work through me. And I'm, I'm seeing the divine family now because this is what I learned from from my coach Radha. You know, through all this was that there's the masculine and the feminine part of it. Uh, so I needed that, that right type of energy to course through me. I didn't un- really understand and know it at that point. But that's what got through me through that difficult time. It led me... The energy led me to a different path. You know, I joined GNC. I rose within the ranks very rapidly and got really got immersed into the nutrition and fitness and health industry. So it was a saving... That was the, you know, the saving part of it. That was the beautiful part of it so there's really no regrets in life there's only lessons and experiences the regrets happen when you plant that in your mind and think and keep thinking about it and keep thinking about it just like a broken record because the more of and this is what you know i learned about you know the law of the universe law of attraction is like The more you think about certain things, the more it keeps coming back to you. So I decided to forgive. I decided to focus my attention. And I I tried going back to religion to see if it was something that would help me. It did to a certain point. And I'll share with you more about that. But in the meantime, uh, that, that massive lesson I learned from losing it all... From a, from a material standpoint, was I still got up on my feet and made myself better, stronger, learned a lesson, and moved on to new challenges, new new experiences. So the, the opportunity with GNC led me to, to new heights, to travel more, learn about more about health and fitness, and really find a comfort level for my soul. But that's just one part of it. And we'll talk more about next phase of my life and the more lessons that I've learned through it all and especially in uh, getting married so tune in okay I'll be back I'm back yeah this is how we do it yes that was the 90s the 90s oh boy I was Quite a decade until 2000, the new century came, and boy, did it happen with a come with a bang! You know, got married, uh, moved to the United States, you know, started uh, new careers, and experiencing life unfold. Not exactly the way I wanted it to just because I had this ideal I had this imagination imaginary dream that okay this is the way life is supposed to be and I was sucked into that, that really sucked into like okay gotta go for the money gotta go for the titles gotta go for the power and and Neglect the body, neglect the mind, neglect the soul. The next thing I know, I am You know, I was 300 pounds, diabetic, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, you name it. My body was breaking down. My mind was in a fog. My soul was crying out loud, trying to knock on that door in my heart and built a cage around. And seeing... You gotta fix it, bro. You gotta fix something. Otherwise, we ain't gonna last. Then the awakening came. The awakening came. 2000. 2010 was like kind of like one ice that, you know, started opening, and then 2011 it was like, "Shazam!" Everything was awake. Everything you know, like, like I was like, like the Hulk that just got unleashed. You know, like transformation. You're know, losing, losing the weight, reversing the diabetes, losing a lot of other stuff too. You know that you know financial crisis really did a number. So that was all happening. But thankfully, you know, goddesses God were. <laughs> Were there helping to really get my divine masculine fixed? You know, the, the you know the the universe works on the masculine and the feminine. The masculine is that consciousness, and the feminine is the energy. And I needed the right energy to start coursing through me. Uh, but it was also there. I mean, it's, it's been there all the time. I I just really recognize it more and the awareness and the awakening of it. Of my alignment started to form. I had a lot of shit to work through. You know, like my relationship with myself first. relationship with my parents. Relationship with friends. Co-workers. Family. You know, a spouse at that time. And you start learning to let go of things that are no longer for your highest good. And we cling to stuff, we don't want to let go of things because we're afraid, we're afraid of the unknown, we're afraid to to do the work, but at that time I just wanted to change, to transform, no matter what. It was like when your soul cries out to get fixed, to, 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 to be set free finally, to truly be who you can really be without having to think about what society is going to say, what your parents are going to say, what the rest of your family and friends are going to say. It's just all about really you. And having compassion for yourself and loving yourself, that through all the mistakes, that through all the trials and tribulations that you've gone through, that I have gone through, it's all part of the learning experience. This is something that I came down for. It was a soul contract. And I'm thankful for everything. I'm thankful especially for my spiritual coach that she's been there for me, you know, Radha and then, and then Maya, the shaman, also is there. And when you start changing, when you start transforming, the universe brings to you the right people. You know, they're kind of like a jigsaw puzzle. It brings to you like a, like chess pieces. You know, I met Dr. Billy DeMoss. I met Jacob Christian of MIH. Uh, you know, Anderson of Anderson, Filipino Chamber of Commerce in Orange County. Uh, and then, you know, Rada and, and Maya together. But the focal point for my alignment, for really getting this alignment, and I had to do the work myself too, was that I had to, to do extra work on myself to peel away the layers, layers and layers of cultural programming, societal programming, and lineage programming. You know, so, like, I didn't just happen to be, become this because of this whole... Like you know, because of me, that I'm being born in this particular uh, last you know 51 years of my life. But I'm talking about lineage. So when talking about lineage, we by recognizing that we're energy forms, that our DNA, we inherit DNA from both sides of our family and their sides, and like it, it goes on and on. So we there's a lot of stuff that gets caught in this matrix that forms who we think we are. And what I thought I was, wasn't really who I was. You know what I'm saying? When I started this awakening, when I started really fixing my the toxic mask, I recognized and was aligned in the sense that the male is not the dominant gender. It shouldn't be. In order for this world to progress, in order for humanity, and the universe to progress, there has to be a balance between... Between the male and the female, within ourselves, and out in that in the world out there, right now we call reality. It's the work, you know. When I when I say work, it takes eating the right foods, you know, that helps clear your mind, and clear your souls. So when I'm talking about you know whole, unprocessed, clean food, you know, to get back to what uh, our Mother Earth is giving us instead of this dead bastardized form of food that gives us negative energy, right? So people think, oh, no, food is food. No, it's not. What I learned through this process was that food, okay, if you're eating food that is of a higher vibration, meaning it's made with love, one thing, compared to not made with love, has an impact on how our body converts it because we are energetic beings. We're not like what they you know, what Descartes and Newton started back in this you know, five, six hundred years ago by saying that man is just a body, that we are disengaged and and not connected to this whole universe. Yes, we are. So we are energetic beings. We need food so that we are able to survive. So that's basically energy. You know, look what what's so amazing about the sun, I mean about plants, is they are able to convert light and energy and grow of course there's also water there's also soil but th- through the through the process of photosynthesis that's how it's done that's how this, this planet flourished and that's the energy of the divine feminine acting throughout the world in unison with the divine masculine a lot of heavy heavy stuff for you guys to, to try and understand here but this is what I've learned and it's a beautiful work in progress and there's more and more stuff that's coming my way because i've aligned myself with my truth and i give back as much as possible and support those that are in the same alignment and you give it without counting the cost without counting anything that you're going to receive back you just give and the universe gives back tenfold that's what i've learned when you align the feminine and the masculine together you find peace in yourself as well, in your heart and your soul. And love becomes the focal point. Loving yourself and loving other people, loving animals, loving the planet that we're that we're living in, and making a real true contribution and creating a legacy. It's not measured by plaques and awards and all that, no. You can be in a village, in a remote part of the world, and you're doing the work, and you're giving back, and you're teaching, educating, raising children. don't need the words for that. The universe recognizes what we do. It's the mission we came down here for. That's the beautiful thing that I've learned from this process, is that it doesn't matter how big or how small, everything is in divine alignment. So what I've learned through this process, I'm 51 years old now, and I live my life the best way I can today. Can't worry about the past because the past is already done. Can't worry about the future because it hasn't happened. Because I'm creating my future. You are creating your future. And this whole divine masculine, divine feminine alignment is something I'm still learning. It never stops. It never stops until our last second here on Earth. It's all about the knowledge we gain, the lessons we've learned, experiences that we th- that we accumulate in this relatively short time that we are here. And then when, when we're done, we go back to source, bring it back to the infinite, infinite. Of everything, something the human mind can physically not fathom because of its sheer vastness. So we just have to live to play and believe and believe that we are going to be doing this thing for the greater good. And you learn more about the divine feminine, the goddesses, the energies. And how we balance this toxic masculinity that's being seen out there and played out in this world right now. For me, I stand for equality. I stand for gender equality—not just just gender equality, but equality for everybody, for every human being, regardless of race, creed, or color. You know, we're you know we're uh, a hunk of mass of, of of flesh. Okay, you know we're we're light beings inhabiting this hunk of flesh that's standing, sitting on this rock that's hurtling through space amongst billions and billions and billions of stars and planets. So think of that. And it's this energy of the feminine, the, you know, the divine feminine that works through it all in helping birth more and more life, more and more of this universe. It's infinite think about that so here we are what have I learned where do I go where do we go I'm just creating it creating it from the heart creating it from the soul because when you do that when everything is heart-based it's a thing of beauty our, our senses, the five senses that we are born with to, to cope with our physical surroundings and this 3D reality. See, it's what we create. So create, let's create something beautiful. Let's create something positive. Let's create something empowering instead of this thing that's happening right now. But we have to go through it. We have to do the work. You have to do the work, whether you're a guy or a girl. In today's society, you got to do the work. Eat clean, take care of your body, take care of your mind. Nourish your soul. Let the energies flow. Namaste, everybody. Till the next time, Iron Eagle Mike, signing off.